You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. Good morning, Casey. You are listening to Lawson and Amy Unscripted. I am Amy Wadsworth, and across the desk, I am joined with Lawson Reeves. Good morning, Lawson. Good morning, Amy. Second week for you on the buttons. Yes, indeed. So, uh, hang in there, guys. Is, Bear with me. Is my microphone on this Yes, time? so I'm doing better than I did okay, last week. good. That's all we can ask for, is just little improvements <laughs> every week. That's it. Just getting better as we go along. Now, Lawson, what do we have coming up on today's show? On today's show, we're going to have a chat about a child who probably has the best job in the world. We'll also touch on the Cody Simpson and Miley Cyrus thing going on. And I want to chat to you about a really odd thing that is happening with one of the Beckhams. Interesting. We have a jam-packed show today, guys, so make sure that you stick around. You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. Welcome to our new game, Two Truths and One Lie. Now, Lawson, this week's really exciting because we have our first ever listener joining the show. So, if you would like to get in on the fun, what we have asked people to do is send in audio messages with their two truths and a lie and email them to us. So that is what we are going to be playing live on air. You received these ones. You got into the email before I did. Mm -hmm. So Lawson will be in the power seat, and I will be the one who has to figure out which one is the lie. Okay. All right, my two truths and one lie are Red Foo crashed one of my parties. Ooh. Red Foo crashed one of my parties. Okay, listener, you sound like a lot of fun. I've been to over 20 countries. That's a lot of countries. That's impressive. And last one. In 2016, I won my first bodybuilding competition. Ooh, this is hard. This is so hard. Mm. Also, do we have a name for this listener? Yes, his name is Jacob. So Jacob, if you are listening, hello, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for sending in your two truths. And a lie. Being the very first one, you have gone down in history, my friend. Legend. Okay. Hmm. So they are Red Foo crashed one of his parties. 20 countries. Yes, he's been to 20 countries. And the last one in 2016, he won his first bodybuilding competition. So this is where I'm at right now. I reckon that the Red Foo thing is truth. Okay. Why? Because it's so. Like particular, like why would you pick Red Food? Yeah, but that could be why it's a lie. It too could much, be, but I want to choose to believe that it's yeah, true. Okay, too much detail, maybe. The other two, I feel like it's kind of like when you play this game. Yeah, he could have gone to fifteen countries, and he yeah, just... it's a very safe bet to take truth and then twist it a little bit. Or yep. it might not have been two thousand sixteen; it might have been two thousand fourteen that he won his first bodybuilding competition. Ah, oh, but I have to pick just one. Yeah, that's the game. <laughs> Oh, this is this is so hard. Hmm. What one would you, you know? I know, so I'm not even going to... Ah, so I can't even ask you for... Can I have a clue? No, you can't have a clue. There's only three. There's A, a clue would just be so easy. The idea is for you to just guess. All right, I'm just going to bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 
that this guy did not win a bodybuilding competition in 2016. All right. This is the answer. The lie is I've never won a bodybuilding competition. Ayo! <laughs> not bad. Hold for my hot keys. I'm waiting. <laughs> a little bit delayed, but hang on. Good job. All right, that's enough. Calm down. I just, I really love hotkeys. <laughs> They're fun, aren't they? That is fun. It's a lot trickier, though. It's hard when you don't actually know the person and you just have to basically go off. I have what? Yeah, I'm pretty impressed that you got it. I, I kind of, when I listened to them, thought maybe the Red Foo one because it was too much detail. Yeah, that's another giveaway is when they give you, like, more information than what you need. You're like, hmm. Exactly. But, look, if you want to get involved have a, a little bit of fun with us, then yeah, send in your two truths and a lie just like that. You need four audio clips. The first three will have the three uh, stories, two truths and one lie. And the last one gives us the answer. If you would also like to say a little hello about yourself and get yourself on air, then by all means, do that too. Yes, you guys are more than welcome to ring up and join us on air. That would be amazing if you guys called in. Once again, the number is five. Double nine, double six, nine, double seven. But we understand that a lot of our listeners are podcast listeners. A lot of you do not want to be up at breakfast hours. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Trust us. Neither do we. <laughs> so you can just use your voice messages app on your whatever phone. Messenger. You have. Or literally just on yeah. the actual phone. Yeah. So the email that you need to email that through to is Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N and A-N-D. Amy, A-M-I-E, at gmail.com. Or if that is too much hassle, we do also accept just normal messages. You can slide into either Lawson or myself's DMs and let us know in writing what your true truths and a lie are. I'm going to challenge you guys to make them as outlandish mm. as possible. That, those ones are pretty good. Uh, they all could have been lies, technically. Oh, yeah, and that's that's what I think is the fun mm. of the game and the fun of it being strangers is you can get away with the most ridiculous lies because if Lawson told me that Red Foo mm. had crashed his party, I'd be like, that's straight up a lie. I know that's wrong. But you guys are strangers. You could tell us that you have seven nostrils. Well, that's a pretty easy lie. Imagine if that wasn't the lie. You'd feel so bad, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I would be impressed. <laughs> You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. The first all-female spacewalk mm. took place on October 18th. A couple of days ago. The two astronauts that were involved were Christina Koch and Jessica Murr. There's been 221 spacewalks so far. Yep. And this is the first one that has been undertaken by an all-female team. Which is historic. And Trump decided to get involved, have a chat with them, live chat, just before 12.30 it was. They were five hours into their uh, working on the outside of the space station. But the thing is, in Trump fashion, he got all his facts wrong. He, I'm just, this guy, he can't ever get anything right, can he? No. So... In the call, he seemed kind of confused about the nature of it and announced that this is the first time for a woman... Oh, this is a quote, too. Quote, this is the first time for a woman outside of the space station, end quote, and repeating seconds later that it was, quote, the first ever female spacewalk, 
unquote, right? Which it is not. It is just the first all-female. And thankfully, they stopped him and corrected him. And uh, and said the first ever, by the way, was in 1984. So yeah, ages ago. There's been 15 women. Yeah. Who have participated <laughs> in space wars. Such... Do some research. I mean, that's rich coming for us. <laughs> True, but I mean, we're not the president of a country and we don't have a huge team behind us. Yeah. Surely, like, come on, guys. Exactly. Well, this is her response. First of all, we don't want to take too much credit because there have been many other female spacewalkers before us. This is just the first time there have been two women outside at the same time. Do you think that he just doesn't... Like, because he does it so often, like, puts his foot in his mouth. Do you think he just doesn't care or... I can imagine, and I'm only speculating, behind the scenes, he probably has teams of researchers Mm. who give him scripts and Mm. he just scrunches it up, (laughs) does a slam dunk in the bin and is like, no, I I got this. I I can do my own thing. I don't need you to write my words for me. That's pretty good, actually. Thank you. I, I almost imagine that, like... The bin has one of the basketball hoops above it in the Oval Office. like, And it's just all around the bin, just scrunched up scripts. None of them have got in. For all I know, he probably doesn't even have a team anymore. He just goes full apprentice on them. You're fired. <laughs> all right, that one wasn't probably. good. I start off really good with the impression. You that one, I ruined it with that. Yeah, you should have just quit while you were ahead. Now, Christina Koch is also on track to make history once again. As I said, what an incredible woman. Now, this was her fourth spacewalk. Congratulations to Jessica Murr, who this was her first one ever. Mm-hmm. So what a great way to start it out. But we're going to talk about Christina Koch, who is on track to beat the record for the most amount of days spent in space. Currently, the record is 288 days, wow. and she is coming up on beating that. So once again, congratulations to her. What an incredible story. Love some female empowerment. One of my life goals is to one day, I don't know if it exists now, probably, I've, but just to be in an anti-gravity room, like so that I could actually, because I feel like I'm never going to make it to space and I feel like anti-gravity rooms don't exist, but I hope in the future they do and it becomes like a bounce or like one of those, like a time zone or something. I feel like they would have to be a thing, surely. I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't research it. I just, in my life, once... I want no gravity, and I just want to pretend I'm a, like I want to wear a, a, like a Superman costume and just pretend like I'm flying around saving the day. You are listening to Lawson and Amy Unscripted. Jennifer Aniston joined Instagram and broke Instagram with a picture of the Friends cast. Wait, so before that picture was posted, she didn't have Instagram. She didn't have Instagram. That was her first ever Instagram picture. And I mean, what a way to start out. She gained 1 million followers in how many minutes? Take a guess. Two and a half. See, now you're doing the thing where you go way too low and it ruins it. 16 minutes it took wow. her to get 1 million followers wow. and Instagram crashed because it just couldn't handle it. Her account was deactivated for a little bit. Instagram just didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I was. I went to go look to see that first picture and how many likes it had gotten, but no, you can't see how many likes it's got. Well, yeah, because Instagram yeah. doesn't have likes. Yep, forgot. Needless to say, 
I think would have quite a lot. But there has been some speculation the around con- the photo. Controversy? Controversy. There is a phone <laughs> in the background. On the table. On the table. And some people have speculated that it maybe could be some old... Uh, substance. Some substances. Of some sort. I also saw other people speculating that it was an ultrasound, though. To be honest, I don't think it's either of those things. I think it's safe to say that these people, there's six of them, like surely someone would realise if there was something worth catching in that image, someone would have been able to pick up on it before it was posted onto the internet. Yeah, I I think it maybe just looks like that. It does look very suspicious though uh, when you zoom in, but it does almost look like an ultrasound. Now you're saying that, it does look like whatever's on the screen, it's in the screen, not on it. For our Friends fans out there, you guys probably already know this, but she did also post an update on Rachel and Ross's relationship, and she said that they are currently on a break, which is the most anticlimactic thing. Nothing bothers me more than when relationships are on a break. Wait, were they dating? In the Friends show, oh, they were the dating. Friends show, okay. I thought they meant real life. So she's given the Friends fans what they want. She's given us the update, however many years later. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why we're all so invested in this fake relationship. But I'm mad. I'm mad that they're on a break. Well, look, i got to say, I'm a real big fan of her. She's very, very beautiful. Uh-huh. And for her, for age, her age, I can only hope and pray that one day I will look that good at her age. It's ridiculous. You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. Lawson, I want to talk to you about Brooklyn Beckham. Yes. Obviously, he is the son of David Beckham and ex-Spice Girls singer Victoria Beckham. Just quickly, you would think that he would have to be a good-looking rooster. Oh, he is. Yeah, he definitely is, because his parents are ridiculously good-looking. Also, side note, is it fair to say ex-Spice Girls singers, they're technically back together again? I think so, yeah. I mean, Spice Girl, yeah. She's just a Spice Girl. To all you Spice Girl fans out there who may be offended by me saying she's an ex-Spice Girl singer, I apologise. But I digress because what I want to talk about is Brooklyn Beckham's new girlfriend, 27-year-old model Phoebe Torrance. How old is he? Do you know? He's about 20. Okay. Yes, no, he is 20. Okay, not, not so about bad. 20, he is 20. Not so bad. The gap is it, is it about the gap? It's not the age gap. Okay. People have made comments on the fact that Phoebe looks a lot like Victoria Beckham. Let me see a picture. Right. Oh, yeah, okay, they kind of look similar, I guess. But they're not but... identical. I mean, obviously people can see the similarities. Yeah. Apparently his friends have been saying that it's like he's got some kind of like mummy thing going on because there is some similar similarities. He just shakes it off. He doesn't really care that his mm-hmm. mates have been giving him all this shit about it. The thing is, though, it has now come out that Phoebe, early in her modelling career, worked as a Victoria Beckham look alike. Oh no, now that is creepy. That's weird. It's so weird. He is dating someone who used to work as an impersonator of his mother. Oh it's really creepy now. It's just gone like I was like, okay, no, it's maybe they, they sort of look alike, yeah, I, you know. But I can 
definitely there's a problem there. That's he. There's definitely a reason they're giving him flack for that because that is odd. That's uh, I cannot wrap my head around it. It's not for us to get, but oh, like how do you even like introduce this person to your to mother? Mom. How does this even come up in conversation? Like, at what point in a relationship do you mention like, hey? By the way, I used to impersonate your mum for a living. Do you think it's one of the first things you need to bring up? Like, how long into it before you say that? That's what I want to know. I don't, I don't know the protocol around dating someone you used to impersonate son. <laughs> oh, it's so creepy. It really is kind of weird. Especially if maybe he met her while she was on the job. He's like, damn, she looks good. Mummy? Is that you? That was weird. That was weird. I'm sorry. I take it back. I got like, it went under my skin there. Got all like creeped out. That's all right. Maybe he, maybe later on in life, he might have a couple of sessions on the couch (laughs) chatting to someone about his problems. I think that's unfair of us to say. I don't know. Maybe she's a really lovely girl. Maybe he didn't know this initially and then he caught the feels and he's like, you know what? I can't judge you for what you used to do in the past. Apparently, the money that she made from these jobs went towards her university education. So you know what? Good for you, girl. You go get that education and then go get that Beckham son that maybe has mummy issues but maybe doesn't. I don't know. Please don't sue us. I may. I. It's just weird. I wonder if uh, he ever gets her to, like, impersonate. Don't, no, don't go there. No, I just mean not. Are you a, talking about in the bedroom? No, or like, no, not. Okay. You weirdo. Not, okay. I went there. I, you went there. I just mean, you know, because if it was me and then I found out that the girl that I was interested in used to impersonate my mom, I'd be like, you gotta give me a little bit of it. Like, show me what you got. Imagine having to do it for Victoria yeah, Beckham. That, maybe she has. She, All right. We've heard about this now. Let's see what you've got. Imagine, though, working as an impersonator. Obviously, you would be quite a big fan of the person if you're impersonating them. And then years down the track, dating that person's son and meeting them. Like, that is insane. Like, you would never in a million years imagine that happening to you. No, no, that's very true. Mind-blowing. I guess now, in hindsight, she probably wishes she hadn't done that. Yeah, probably. I mean, but then again, she hadn't have done that. Maybe he wouldn't be dating her. Very true. You just never know. It kind of sounds a little serial killer like, don't you think? Like a little bit. Although they do say that you are attracted to people that resemble your family. I don't know because about they that. make you feel more comfortable. No, it is a scientific fact. Well, I'm definitely not. I just, I, I get. Okay, yeah, fine. I'm sure that's a thing, but I, you know, that's your family. <laughs> there are plenty of people out there who do find comfort in dating people that do remind them of family members. And with that, I think that's the end of this topic because we are just too weirded out. It's getting touchy. After the break, Lawson, you are going to talk to me about a kid that has the best job in the world. You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. I want to talk to you about... Someone who probably has the greatest job in the entire world. And I'm, to be honest, a little bit jealous. I'm not going to lie. This kid, I said he was eight before the break. It's even more depressing that he's seven. Seven. (laughs) Yep. Okay. He's seven years old. uh, And his job is he just reviews toys on YouTube. People send him a toy. 
he opens it and plays with it, and his parents film it. Is How much it? money is this kid making? Uh, he made, this last year, he made US $22 million. <gasps> You're joking me. That is insane. For literally just opening toys. And reviewing them. So he just gives his opinion on how good he thinks the toys are. He's actually the highest paid YouTuber in the world. Do you know how many subscribers he has? He has 17 million followers. 17 million, okay. How many combined views on all of his videos do you think he has? It has to be in the billions. What do you reckon? 50 billion. Jeez, you've really... You've done that thing where you guess way too high and ruin the story. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's half that. $26 billion, basically Still. half. $26 billion That's insane. views. It's interesting that he's the highest paid YouTuber because he definitely doesn't have the biggest following. No, but maybe, yeah, just lots of... There's lots of kids watching YouTube, I guess, you know? Think of all the ad revenue. Because the way YouTube works is... YouTube has very, very specific ad monetization criteria these days. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say a lot of your bigger YouTubers are posting things that sometimes get demonetized. Whereas where you're a kid talking about toys, there is absolutely nothing no. there except for if you do Shrek things. Fun fact, mm-hmm. YouTube recognizes Shrek as a bad word. What? Like, if you have Shrek anywhere in, like, the title description of your video, it will just be demonetized like that. Really? Yeah, how oh, random. There you go. I didn't know that. Shrek's a positive thing to me. It's great, great movies. I feel like it may be because of Shrek is love, Shrek is life. If you know, what? you know. Oh, okay. Oh, I think it's like a weird... Don't, don't, yeah, okay. don't. Just, if you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> Google it, I guess. At your own risk. But here's the... There's a couple of things I find a little weird about it, I guess. He started when he was four. Yeah, there's something that doesn't sit quite mm. right with me with parents kind of so, yeah. exploiting their kids. Yeah, I do feel like it's a little bit of exploitment. And also, they his parents film all, all of the videos, produce them, and also sort of help him along from off screen as he goes through the videos, apparently. You kind of got a little cash cow there and you're, you're putting him to work. He makes videos all the time. But then at the same time, I don't think the kid would be that mad at that because, Order. I mean, it's not like they're forcing him to, like, you know, child actors, for example, yeah. are, are mistreated quite often, especially in the older days. But when your kid gets to just open toys, mm. that's kind of sort of a sick gig. I'm concerned, though, about how these kids that, you know, this guy's from four years old is in the limelight. So he's literally going to be a Stark. What, 26 billion people have seen him mm. as a now seven-year-old. He's not even a teenager yet, you know? What kind of a life? I feel kind of sorry for him that his life is going to be so different to anybody else's. How are you going to know who actually wants to be your friend, who actually wants to be around you, or who's just hanging around because you have millions of dollars and you're a famous person? That's so true, but then also at the same time, internet fame can go away so quickly. So by the time this kid is around the age where kids would understand what money was and would be using him for his money, 
for all we know, YouTube could have crashed and burned by then. I well, doubt he might well, not be relevant. It seems like it's coming along, but they, to be fair, they are also being investigated at the moment. Ooh, I love a scandal. Yes, because they have sort of slipped their mind to let people know when and when not they are doing a sponsored video where people are paying them to review a toy. And it's kind of misleading to other kids who actually don't understand what a sponsored post is or anything. They just listen to their favorite um, YouTube star telling them this toy is good. Get it. When you say it slipped their mind, I don't think it slipped <laughs> their mind. I think it's very deliberate. Yeah. That has been a big thing around YouTube recently. They've brought in laws saying that you need to say when something is a sponsored ad. You need to use hashtag ad. It needs to be very clear because a lot of brands do do that where they will pay someone, but there's absolutely no mention. Mm. That it is a sponsored post. You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. Did you bring my medal in today? Uh, what for? Do you have no clue what I'm on about, do you? <laughs> it was the no. Masked Singer finale last night. Oh, of course. How did I forget? And if we flash back to a few weeks ago, when this show very first started, mm-hmm. I had three guesses. Mm-hmm. Nikki Webster, I got right. Yes. Now, I'm going to throw a spoiler alert out because we keep forgetting to do them. We are terrible people. Okay. But first, also in one of your guesses, you guessed the day after the Masked Singer was revealed. Okay, true. We're just not going to talk about that. Not great. But yes, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the finale yet, that's what we're going to be talking about. So my other two guesses, I guessed the wolf was Rob Mills Mm -hmm. and I guessed the robot was Cody Simpson. And? Is that? And. Drumroll. Three for three, baby. I got all of them correct. This here is my humble brag. I'm so stoked with myself. Good job. Nice work. I mean, I'm kind of glad it's over. <laughs> what do you mean? This I reckon this was one of the best shows that has been on Australian TV. you got to be joking. It's literally a fake competition with just masked But characters. the production value, it's look, just, I like it. Look, I'm to, a fan. To be honest, I didn't watch one second of any of it. I know. You don't watch any reality TV I and it's shameful. Coming in third was the monster who was revealed as Georgie Coughlin. Millsy came in second. Wait, sorry? Who? Who, who was third? Georgie. Like, who is that? She is a TV personality. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. And then, as I said, Millsy took in second. Mm-hmm. Cody Simpson won the whole thing. What I don't understand is, what do you mean by that? What do they win? How do you win? Do people vote? Like, because we I... We spoke yeah, about no, this. I know we did, but remember we I said that that was all rigged? There's no... They, like, just release them in how big of a celebrity they are. So, it's kind of weird to me to be like, oh, congratulations, you won being the biggest celebrity. You know? Because you didn't win anything. You're going to get a lot of angry emails. That's all I'm going to well, say. I don't, I'm not, he is the biggest celebrity on there. I'm not saying he's not. He is. But I just feel like you can't say you won something when there's no winning. It's not a, it's not a vote. For those of you who didn't listen last week, we touched on some masked singer conspiracies and there are conspiracies out there that the voting is not counted. It 
does not matter and the order is predetermined as to who is revealed. And that came from an insider, apparently, Yes, but once again, I need to remind you, Lawson, it's just a conspiracy. These are not hard-hitting facts. I don't know. Jet fuel does not melt steel beams. That's all I'm saying. I... What? (laughs) Let's... Wow, okay. (laughs) We're going to go from talking about Cody Simpson's win... To a not so much of a win from Cody Simpson. Now, everybody I'm pretty sure is aware that Cody Simpson and Miley Cyrus are a thing right now. Since we last reported on this relationship, things have escalated. A lot, haven't they? It's gone, they are moving fast. It's gone quite serious. They're very public with their relationship. We're not shaming. We're not saying no, there's anything no. wrong with that. We're just saying it's interesting. Ooh, and cringe. so is... Cody Simpson's new song about Miley Cyrus called Golden Thing. Oh, a thing too. Like, kind of very materialistic there, isn't it? Like, now a thing. I have not listened to it yet. This song came onto my radar because I had seen some not so great things about it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Apparently it is a terrible song. Sorry, Cody. I'm a fan. I love you, but... uh. Apparently your song's not too great. We'll let you guys be the judge of that, though, because right here we do have the song loaded up. Lawson, are you ready? I'm ready. No. Crystal dream, Cali queen. Radiant hand, vibrant sand, I'm shy. It's a golden thing she's got. I actually liked it. I didn't realize the intro was going to be so long. Yeah, no, that was a that was a very long intro. That was a very long time. We were just kind of staring blankly at the walls, being like, "And uh, where are the words?" Um, it kind of felt uh, just from the little bit we listen to like he was just explaining a lot of things about her visually and yeah some of the lyrics like kelly queen radiant hand what is a <laughs> radiant hand vibrant sand somewhere yeah. he talks about her pearly whites it's just like a song you might write in year eight or year nine about your crush it feels like that anyway. as much as the lyrics aren't the best i think the criticism's a little bit unfair i actually think this song is pretty decent. I really like it. I think it sounds amazing. And you know what? I'm going to be blasting it from my speaker on the drive back. I'm definitely going to be listening to this one on repeat. But, Amy, it doesn't say much because you listen in your car to just show tunes, musical numbers. All yes. the time, like hours upon hours. Which of- is better than pop music, may I add. There is so much more technicality. You've got full orchestras. You've got Ooh. harmonies. Excuse yeah, you. but they all just sort of sound the same, don't they? Like, No. Oh, when you listen to them in the car on the way here. We didn't today, but I didn't have to sit through it. Yeah, but- that's a rule is if yeah. you are in the car with me, you will have to listen to show tunes. Yeah, it's the price I pay. Yeah. No, it is me... <laughs> Doing a service for the rest of the world. I'm just taking whatever time we're in the car to educate you oh. on what good music is. Wow. And you know what, Cody? You're not far off it. 
Wow, okay. Thanks. Now, that's not all. Cody hasn't just written a song about Miley. They also went and got couples tattoos. Yeah, they got tattoos at the same time. Not matching. Uh, In fact... Miley's tattoo is a rock and roll heart, which is the same as seen on the 80s dancer Perry Lister, who dated Billy Idol for nine years. Uh, And Cody's is the same tattoo seen on Steve McQueen in the movie Papillion. So, not original tattoos. Tattoos that other people already have. But the thing that's kind of full on about it is, obviously they've posted about their tattoos on each other's social media in the one on cody simpsons it's the two of them he's got a jumper on with it unzipped with his abs he's looking good i gotta say he's got a good rig on him but miley's hands down his pants in the photo Ooh, once again not judging but you really got to feel for liam yeah that's, don't that's what i was thinking i can't because it's only this year and they were married like Marriage nowadays is is kind of just nothing. You can just get married and divorced in a heartbeat. Back, yeah. Compared to back in the day. And I feel like celebrities do a lot of that, you know, making it. It's not as important or... The divorce rate mm. is very high as it is. And then if you look to Hollywood relationships, you it's nearly hopeless. There are very, very few celebrity couples that make it out of their marriages dead i'm gonna say i'm gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say make it out alive but if you make it out alive you're obviously left it yeah so there's very few people who literally make it out of their relationships do the death to we part yeah. kind of thing that's yeah. where i was trying to go with that yeah yeah okay <laughs> uh one thing i did want to ask you about in the uh comments on on cody's miley commented saying need oxygen can't breathe i stand forever ship now what is stan hmm you are really showing your age here <laughs> well i can't keep up it's who where did it come from what is it i know i got ship at the time that was about probably 2014 because that people, was the last time you were hip and cool well people were shipping me uh and cat so you know i i kind of worked out what it meant but Stan, no clue. So to be a Stan, firstly, just to make you feel better, you're not the first person who has asked me what a Stan is. Good. Okay. That does make you feel that better. That makes you, yeah. Thank you. Unless it was like your dad or something. <laughs> no. Okay, good. Then, uh, yeah, that makes me feel better. So to be a Stan is to essentially be a crazy fan. So if you stand someone, you support them, you would die for them. Like, you're not just a fan, you are like next level but why stan what is that stan like what does it stand for that's okay so i used to think it was we would stand by you through whatever yeah i did my research Mm -hmm. this is different i know right and it turns out i did not know this and i find this really interesting it comes from eminem's song stan oh okay do you know that song yeah i do i do about a crazy fan yeah exactly i was like mind blown so that's a fun fact for all you guys out there listening surely i had to be like surely that is not a well-known thing i was today years old when i learned that i was yesterday's years old (laughs) when i learned that yeah okay still pretty full-on from the two of them i reckon yeah i'm just i'm personally not someone who's a big fan of 
PDA and yeah. like wait yourself or seeing others or both. Just myself. I'm not one to judge what other people do with themselves or mm-hmm. with their relationships. But my my own relationship, if you stalked my social media profiles, you wouldn't think that my boyfriend existed because we do not post much about our relationship. We don't post much together. But he kind of likes all. he kind of likes to keep a low profile though. He's a very very private person. Yes. We are very different in that sense. I'm someone who is shameless and he is like the complete opposite. But hey, that's what makes a good relationship. Different humans coming together to be a more well-rounded human. That's right. You complete each other. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, he's the, the yin to my yang. Oh, that's disgusting. That is disgusting, isn't it? Let's let's cut to a break so all you listeners out there can kind of just like... Clean the vomit out of your mouth. What a wonderful visual for breakfast radio. You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. Before the break, we were talking about Miley and Cody's new tattoos that they got together. And it leads perfectly into Ed Sheeran's tattoos. Now, I did not know how many tattoos Ed Sheeran actually has. He doesn't strike me as the tattoo type. But, like, I mean, I don't know the guy, so I guess in that sense, it's totally fine. But he's got over 40, at least over 40. And, uh... The guy who has done most of those tattoos, he's a British tattoo artist. His name's Kevin Paul. He's come out and admitted that most of the tattoos, or almost all the ones he's done on Ed, are terrible. Well, he didn't use terrible. We used a swear word. Uh, But he said they're bad. Basically, he's saying they're bad. The article that you sent me about this was absolutely savage. Like, were referred to as monstrosities. Beastly creations. Beastly creation. That was exactly the wording that I was looking for. If you look up a picture of Ed Sheeran's tattoos, I didn't realize this either. His whole entire torso is completely covered and he's got a sleeve on both arms. And if you do look at them, there are some really terrible ones that just look like home done jobs. Yeah, I think... It's almost like they're hand-drawn and then he's got that exact hand-drawn thing tattooed. Like There's a shark on his ribcage that looks like a five-year-old drew it. I would be curious to know if they were drawn by Ed. The tattoo artist does say that at least all of Ed Sheeran's tattoos are very personal to him and each one means something different. Like He has a, a giant lion on his chest, which kind of looks like it's been drawn with a crayon. And that's because he sold out Wembley Stadium. So they all kind of have a meaning. And the thing is, is Ed Sheeran's tattoos aren't for anyone other than Ed Sheeran. True. So it doesn't matter what we think. Initially, I thought that was so savage of the tattoo artist to come out and say that he thinks the tattoos are shit. Because who is he to comment on them? But after looking at them, I kind of understand where the guy is coming from. Because if I was a tattoo artist and this was my work... I would kind of want to be like, hey, look, they're meant to look bad. Mm. That was an artistic choice that I don't agree with. I, he would kind of want to be like, hey, look, I am talented, just just so you know. Well, he actually admits, the tattoo artist actually admits that doing the terrible tattoos on, on Ed have cost him some clients. He said he was, before he did them, he was um, 
a massive artist doing 3D works and winning multiple awards. And now, since doing that, he's uh, he's now doing Pingu the Penguin and Gingerbread Men on Pop Stars, is his quote. He's lost a lot of clients. However, he did say it did also open a lot of doors for him as well. So, no regrets. I think it would be tough working as an artist, especially a tattoo artist, because primarily you are an artist. How many times can I say artist mm, in the sentence? Mm. Artist. But the thing is, is you're not necessarily making your own art. You are working with clients mm. who are going to want what they're going to want. So, yes, sometimes you're going to want your pengus. Sometimes people are going to want, like, these amazing artistic pieces and sometimes they're going to give you a lot of creative license but you do have to deal with those times that girls and what the dream catches on their ribs and also feathers uh, turning into birds flying off into the distance that's or dandelions yeah just all of the basic tattoos do you have any tattoos I don't have any tattoos, but Lawson, speaking of terrible tattoos, (laughs) you do have a tattoo. I do have a tattoo, only... And it's bad. It is bad. I've only got one, but I really do love it. So I guess I know where Ed's coming from, because it's quite meaningful to me. I... It's a home job. I I was going to say, was it done professionally? It wasn't done professionally, but it was done with a professional gun and machine, so it wasn't like a like home school job it was properly done um who was wielding the gun though my brother okay and the thing is he actually he is a very very talented tattoo artist he's done a lot of his own tattoos and a lot of other tattoos and they are really really good i guarantee it so what happened with yours because yours is wonky okay no mine's mine is not the best and he hates mine and he wants to fix it and i will not let him because i i do i love it because i got it at my brother's 30th birthday so we'd both been um having a couple of the old red cordials so things were a little messy and uh and that's kind of, I, I kind of like it, you know, most of my brothers were in the room when it happened and I don't know, it was a nice moment that I shared with my family. And I feel like that really drums in the fact that we were making that tattoos are not for anyone else other than yourself. It's something that is going to be on your body permanently. So you loving it is all that matters. And you know what? That's really warmed my heart. You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. I tried out something new. For the first time? You've been very elusive about this story. You wouldn't tell me any details to it. We were on air. Yeah. So I am very curious. Yeah, li- I've been dying, waiting to find out what happened this weekend. Literally zero information from you. So on the weekend, I uh, filled in for a friend uh, who normally does like MC spruiking for car dealerships when they have sales on on, on the day. Interesting. You know, so someone, you come in, you're wearing a suit, and then you're just sort of, I don't know, saying deals or things, you know, welcome to whatever car dealership. Is that how you do it? Because I was going to say, that is terrible spruiking. Give me your best spruiker voice. Wow. Triggered. Ouch. Oh, that was you trying. No, that wasn't me trying. But here's the thing. I don't, I know you know, people always say to me when I speak about something that I'm passionate about, e.g. Kmart. Or, what's the other? Food. No, or, do you know? Magic. Nah, air fryers. Oh, true. I really talk them up because I believe in them, right? I know, but you're going to get off topic if you start talking about air fryers again. I'm not talking about air fryers. I'm just saying that when it's something that I'm not passionate about, I actually really hate sales. I don't like 
selling things. I just, I'll be, I just feel like people who sell things are just annoying. And, you know, you should kind of shut down as soon as you people some, someone's trying to sell you something because you know it's not genuine yeah it takes a very certain kind of person to be able to work in sales yep yep definitely anyway i went along my first ever like thing like this and also i only ever communicated with the person who gave it to me over messenger so nothing i didn't get an idea of what kind of energy they want or whatever and you know normally i'm like i was the mc at witches for a year but there you can be a little cheeky and i'll sort of you you're know, in character yeah, and i didn't have to think about what i was saying because it's not like i'm going to offend anyone because they're there for that reason and you had magic as a crutch and i had magic as a crutch yep in this sense firstly i know about zero things about cars i'm really not great with cars and i went along and i sort of first hour i'm Kind of a little bit nervous, and, and also, because it was a car dealership, it, as soon as I got there, it, it felt very professional. They're all wearing suits, and I just I just went into this, like, professional mode, like, really polite, and didn't... And so, as I was speaking things into the mic, I almost couldn't even think about the next word I was saying in front of the word I was about to say. One hour in, I was meant to be there 10 till 6, I caught, a, I caught two trams and a bus to get there I was there for just under an hour the guy called me into his office and said yeah this isn't gonna work that is so awkward he's like it's just not what we're after we're not gonna need your services today oh my oh that is that is bad that is so bad so bad a real kick in the guts to my confidence it was really tough. I felt so embarrassed and and I had to like go and get my food out of the fridge because I was ready for a full day. I, I, I admit I sucked. Like I was really bad, but I was just warming up. And also, don't you think he should have been like, could have been like, oh, we kind of want more energy or could you try it more like this? Nothing. It was just like, he was used to the person who normally does it, who'd been doing it for like eight years. So... You could imagine the difference between my first ever and him who's probably, you know, quite good at it. Yeah. The thing is, in our industry, you quite often take these really random jobs Mm. and a lot of the time you're not exactly qualified Mm. to do it. You just say yes. Yeah. It's kind of got me thinking. I'm going to throw it out. To the people, I'm opening up the phones. Hopefully we can find someone who can make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Give us a call on 59969. Oh no, I messed up the number. <laughs> All right, restart that. 59969. I've been doing this for a year now. I should be able to get the number right. When have you severely overestimated your abilities? It really took a hit to my confidence, Amy. I'm telling you. like. Oh, it would. I'm normally... Look, I'm not mean to, you know, toot my own horn here, but just for a second, toot, toot. I'm normally quite good at things I put my mind to. So it was actually quite difficult for me to not be good at something. I'm not saying I'm I'm great at everything, but I normally, um, I can get through anything. I kind of just, you know, flounder my way through until I kind of fake it till I make it. And it just didn't happen this time. You faked it too hard and you didn't make it. And no. you ended up doing 
a walk of shame. Basically, I three three hours return trip on public transport for three hours. Because of one and a half hours it took me to get there, and then one hour there and three and a half and one and a half hours back. I feel like I need to like pat you or something oh. across the desk just to make you feel a little bit better. My heart is hurting for you, Pity Pat, right now. Once again, five double nine double six nine double seven nailed it. When have you severely overestimated your abilities? You are listening to Lawson and Amy. Unscripted. Normally on the show, if you're a regular listener, we talk very highly about one store in particular. It's our favorite store, the Mart. That starts with a K. Kmart. <laughs> um, and look, we always say we aren't sponsored by anybody, there's just some stores we love a lot. But this story is not a positive story about Kmart. Over the last uh, week or so, they sell everything you can pretty much think of. And uh, some mother bought a bath bomb for her daughter, chucked it in, nice green bath bomb, turned her daughter green, stained her skin for an entire week. A week? Yeah. Whoa, that is some mad dye that you would have to have in that. That's insane. How bad are we talking? Like, how green is this skin? Are we talking, like, Shrek green or, like, slightly under the weather green? Here's a picture. (gasps) Oh, my. That looks like she has been painted. Yeah, painted. Shrek green. What went wrong? Do you find it odd that it's the first one that's come out? Like, because surely she's not the only person to have bought that bath bomb. It has to be something wrong with that specific batch, surely. they There is no way a product like that would be cleared. I've used Kmart bath bombs many a times. That is so bad. Lawson just keeps showing me pictures. Oh, my. That it's, is worse than yeah, Shrek Green. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like she's playing um, Griselda in Wicked. What's Alphaba. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you. It's not even funny. But, yeah, she is, like, full-fledged... Alfie. Of course, we will be putting the pictures on our Instagram. Lawson and Amy is where you can find us. We will also have the pictures of Brooklyn Beckham's girlfriend. Who looks like his mother. That looks like his mother. And Ed Sheeran's tattoos and anything else that we talk about with visuals. That's always where you can find it and get up to speed with what exactly we are talking about. You can also slide into our DMs if you ever want to chime in on something that we touched on on the show. And do not forget, if you want to play Two Truths and a Lie with us, then just send in three recordings of short little stories and then obviously the answer in another one and we can play them on air Our email is linked onto the Lawson and Amy Instagram, so that would be the easiest way for you guys to find that. That brings us to the very end of the show. I hope everyone has a wonderful Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye.